<laughs> Apparently, I'm an idiot. We had a whole conversation. I never recorded it. So this is actually the second version of the same conversation done over again. Enjoy, everybody. From the Comedypreneur Show, I'm James Creveston. And I don't know if you saw the little intro I did a minute ago, but I forgot to record this first version of this interview with David Studebaker. He's a great friend of mine. He's an animal activist, a guy who loves the world. He's just so kind and generous and loving. Everything about him is uh, is positive and happy and joyful. And I'm his complete opposite. I'm not that way. Um, I like terrible things that he doesn't... You know, you'll see. You'll see how great of a guy he is. But he's going to talk to us about doing comedy for a cause. That means his show, uh, David's Ark, where he helps animal uh, rescue places... He does benefits for all kinds of things. He's just an all-around good guy. So if you have a cause that you believe in um, and you want to learn more about how to raise awareness, money, all that kind of stuff for those causes, this is the episode for you. So let's get going. All right, please welcome to the show, Mr. David Studebaker. This time we are recording, so I do apologize. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> so all is, is good. That, does that horse have a name in the background, by the way? I'm just curious. The horse on the thing. Is that like a horse? No. It, it's uh, when my wife and I first moved down to L.A., we were at a, a discount furniture store, and we were buying all of our furniture, and uh, my wife raised horses. Her mom has a horse ranch, and 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 uh, so we saw it, and it was like a great deal. I was like, "Yeah, let's have a big old horse in our in our living room. Why not?" Right? Awesome. So, kind of give everybody the like your origin story about where you came from, how you got started, and then how you got into doing comedy for causes. I mean, because that's a really big part of what you do. I know that's not your whole thing, but you're really good at it, and you really do help a lot of people and animals and stuff like that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so I started, uh, glad we had a rehearsal, uh, so I can really give it to you. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started doing comedy uh, 11 years ago in San Francisco uh, and did it for six years there uh, and then moved to LA five years ago. Um, and I, I was always in like animal wise, I was always into animals and I would donate to things like the world wildlife fund and stuff like that. Um, but I never really did much. Um, my wife is actually much more what, you know, life has been much more involved in rescuing animals. Her mom is really involved in a lot of animal causes. She fosters lots of, you know, pregnant dogs and, and rescue. She rescued a camel um, so we actually did an episode, um, on her of David's Ark. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, and then I, I've done, I've done stuff for not just animals. I've, I've, uh, I've done, um, my brother has a, a foster youth organization. He helps, uh, teens in foster care who are kind of at the deep end who have dealt with drug and alcohol issues and stuff like that. So I've done a show, a show and a video for them. Um, uh, Jason Love, a comedian down in LA. I've done a lot of his cancer support shows. Um, there's at the past couple of years, I've hosted the big celebrity awards gala at the Beverly Hilton. Um, and it's for last chance for animals, which is a really big, uh, animal rights organization. And a lot of people who are much more famous than me, uh, uh go there and I tell some jokes and host the show and, 
and that's a that's a swanky event. That is uh, they uh, as I'm sure you can imagine. There's there's some money in Beverly Hills. Um, <laughs> so as, as I'm in a one bedroom apartment, uh, I, I I see I see some things uh, that are much much better off. But um, so yeah, so I. I I got into animals though. I was watching uh, two and a half years ago. I was watching Chasing Coral on Netflix, um, and I just—it's about how the coral reefs are dying. And I just at the end felt so depressed. And it was a great documentary, but like I felt like I wanted to do something, but I was like, I don't know really what I can do. Um, and then I was thinking about how like every nature documentary I watch or animal documentary, I end up just leaving depressed. And and they do show good things that people are doing for the environment, but a lot of it is like here are the problems that are going on. Here are the really bad, bad things. And there's a place for that. But I kind of wanted to do something that just showed, that, that talked about the bad things humans are doing to animals, but, but really centered around really amazing people and the work they're doing. And that hopefully would inspire people to, with humor and, and animals and all that, but inspire people to either donate to those people or get inspired to get involved themselves or just have better awareness of it. Um, and kind of draw them in in a in a more joyful, winsome way. So, um, and also, I had done stuff for there's a cable network uh, that Participant Media started called Pivot, um, and there it's now gone. But it was all about good causes and 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 kind of bringing entertainment and and good causes together. And so I hosted um, a couple things for them, like a Man on the Street thing, where I went around interviewing people about recycling. And I was like, well, if, if I can make recycling funny, I'm sure I can bring some humor to animal stuff in the environment. So, um, so yeah, so that's kind of way we, we just got a, I, I called up Luke LaCoy, your, uh, your <laughs> co-host of the Clean Comedy Podcast. And, um, and he, I didn't even know this. I just knew he had a camera and he was interested in filmmaking. I didn't even know he was actually, he is an environmental engineer. So uh, comedian, cameraman, environmental engineer, pretty good uh, combination um and i had my brother uh he he was kind of our first investor in it and he he funded uh, a large portion of it and uh yeah so that's kind of the the broad strokes oh and no pause left behind um i did a, a fundraiser show for them at the san francisco punchline a while back so now who would you want to be the number one sponsor of David's Ark? Like if you get a company or someone a partnership or something like that, who would you want to get with to help support David's Ark? Because what you're doing is a great thing for animals, right? You know, you're showing people that like, you know, I did the Pitbull one with you where we it was a Pitbull rescue, and then we did the one in San Francisco with the uh, marine mammals and all that stuff. And then the one Pitbull the rapper as well. That was Pitbull the rapper. Team. Yeah. But that was a that was a very I mean trying. We flew from LA to Africa. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Chasing that guy Mr. Worldwide, Dale. Uh yeah, so you were saying though. You were saying. Oh yeah, but so who who would you want to partner with or sponsor with um, for David's Ark? Like your dream group of people, like maybe the World Wildlife Fund or like a, a business that supports good causes or something like that. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, first off, what I would say is that the what we really want is a a cable or streaming network um, and a production company connected with them to give us the funds and the platform to really really take this to the next level in terms of where we can go and ha and the exposure we can get. Cause we really, 
we've we've won some awards in film festivals for it and we although it lives online it lives on youtube and facebook and my website we made it the form the way i edited it the way i did it is in the is tv and streaming style it's not in the hey i'm wacky guy and i'm here going to the bathroom at this place in the desert let's go see like the, the like the stuff that works or like the stuff that works on youtube like the algorithm really likes things that cause a lot of conflict that gets a lot of you know stuff going on comment boxes and stuff like that so we you know we're we're not quite built for that intentionally so having a partner and i and i do have we do have some ideal partners one of which we had uh some meetings with and it 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 at the last minute didn't go through so it could have been on something very big uh but there are i'm not going to say any of these because there's are there are a couple others that were we that may we may go to we yeah you're not supposed to talk about so but that would be the first thing um the second thing it's kind of interesting because i part of what i love with the show is is kind of like the 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 show diners drive-ins and dives where he highlight where guy fieri goes to places where you would never hear like you would know i had no idea who these like what this tiny restaurant is in you know in hoboken um but so part of what i love to do is like like no pause left behind. It's just, you know, one woman in Bakersfield saving thousands of dogs and cats you'd never even know about. So part of what I, but I also do love highlighting much bigger ones like the Marine Mammal Center, uh, which is, which to me, in just in terms of smoothness is our best, in my opinion, our best just in terms of, uh, it's just so polished and it kind of really hits all the different aspects of what I, what I want with the show. Uh, and they're much bigger. They're the largest marine mammal hospital in the world. But again, even still, I, if, I, if you ask someone, even even in, you know, uh, within an hour of the Marine Mammal Center in Sausalito, they may have no idea that it even exists. So again, it's, it, you know, high, showing these things that you wouldn't necessarily know about. And and instead of maybe, maybe taking $5 off of the, the budget for the 17th streaming network or whatever, you know, giving $5 to them, um is is a cool thing so yeah well and what about like a uh sponsor like if there was like a, a company like who would you who's like, like well I, go, go, go macro go macro bars we without even asking i would they've, they've sent me free bars in the past when i tweeted about them but um with no they haven't asked us for anything but go macro bars they're an energy bar that has they're like the, i have more food allergies and sensitivities than maybe anyone on the planet and if i can eat them you can eat them. Uh, anyone can eat them. So they are uh, incredibly, incredibly good for the environment with the way they, what they do and also just really healthy. So we've, they've been mentioned on the show more times than any, any other uh, product. So they would be, they would be my, they already are kind of a sponsor, even though they're not giving me any money. I just, I'm, I'm sponsoring them for free. But Go they, back start sponsoring David Studebaker. <laughs> yeah. I need to reach out to them. I, I, that's the stuff I'm not as, as good with i i just i just make make the art and put it out there but uh but yeah they, they're one i mean yeah the world wildlife fund i i donate to them and they're incredible so um but yeah if there, if there'd be a sponsor coca-cola no <laughs> so what would be like the what's the one place bp oil 
what's the one place that you really want to go to to do a david's ark episode like your dream place to go is it like carol baskin's animal rescue or the <laughs> you <do>? yeah uh, <laughs> and we got it we'll talk tiger kings we talked about that in, in the rehearsal uh and we gotta we'll, we'll get on that but one thing i really want to do that again having a real bigger budget behind us um is I would love to go out with like Four Ocean. They're a company that goes out in the middle of the ocean and they, they, they take tons, you know, millions of tons of plastic out of the ocean and then they turn it into like bracelets and they upcycle it into different things and they sell those and t-shirts and different stuff. So uh, that'd be one, like I'd really want to go out on a, you know, on an ocean plastic run cleaning that up. So things like that where, um, and, and where we can really immerse in, in things where just we don't have the, the money or the time or resources to, to, and also you get into liability issues, you need insurance if you're going to do that kind of a thing. So, the, and th so that would be, that, that's one that I definitely really would love to do. What about, what about the dudes that chase the uh, whalers, the Japanese whaling ship guys? You know what I'm talking about? The ones that used to be on like Discovery or whatever. Those guys are cool. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm impressed with what they do. Um, I'm not super interested about getting shot. And that is the difference that well, you would, I know. If David's arc, if you were the host of David's, I'd be a very different show. There'd be more <laughs> violence and there would be more, you just going in like punching people in the face and, and like, Hey, I, I heard you were messing with that whale. Poof. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I, again, that's what separates me. I don't even, I don't even, I, 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 I fall into the animal activist category, but I, the people who are the real, the real, like the people at Last Chance for Animals, the stuff they do, the undercover operations they do, and like, they're, there's like, these people are getting, putting their lives on the line. So, you know, me, uh, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't have that kind of courage. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so no, you won't. Hopefully, I won't be in any gunfire. Yeah, uh, just it just sounds like fun. I, I used to love it. I don't even remember what it was called. It was like, I can see you the bazooka going up to one of the illegal <laughs> whaling ships. <laughs> so he is a veteran. He is a veteran. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. Is so if somebody wanted to get involved in causes or whatever, and they wanted to really use their comedy, their comedy celebrity, their stand up, whatever, for causes, what would be your advice to them to kind of move towards that i mean besides the donating or tweeting or whatever but like what could they really do to get involved that would help raise funds for whatever their favorite cause is or support their favorite cause yeah so um i mean the the tweeting and all that especially if you have a lot of followers that is something where organizations will work with you they'll give you they'll give you money sometimes but that's that's a big way where you can maybe take a break from butt pictures to, uh, <laughs> to, show, to do something. Maybe you're going to take the butt picture, maybe have like the logo of Save the, the organization on like a butt cheek or something. <laughs> um, so that's been my problem. Not enough, not enough butt pics on Instagram. Um, although that might, I may lose followers. I think I would lose followers. So it's, it's, it's a no win. Uh, but the best thing you can do, I mean, well, as comedians, if we're talking, you know, just yeah. stand-up comedians, there's a lot of opportunities where, you know, even if it's a show where it doesn't bring in a lot of money, uh, because um, I, I, I hate to uh, burn the mystique of the comedypreneur, but <laughs> comedy uh, does not typically pay tons of money in the live stand-up realm. 
Um, you know, that's is, what we talk about. That's the whole point of this. Yeah. That, that <laughs> getting like, creative. You're getting yeah, creative. Most, yeah, getting creative and then most of your money cannot be made on stand-up. Unless you're, yeah. you know, Jerry Seinfeld or whatever. But even most yeah. of his money was not made on stand-up. Or if you're willing to have no family, no life, uh, and sleep on with bed bugs on the road for the rest of your life. Uh, so, uh, oh, and you know, we'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah. So one of the things that, like, even with a show, the best example. My brother's the king of this. So the, I all all credit on this goes to my brother because he is uh, very impressive. He his foster organization called Dress to Soar. They provide clothes and job training to, uh, he's a men's clothing stylist. So he started this where his clients would donate used clothes that were gently used. They, you know, they, they spend thousands of dollars on new clothes. They wear it once or twice, they donate it. And he, get, he helps foster you through that and takes them on shopping sprees, blah, blah, blah. But that he has a lot of, you know, of prominent businessmen and people in the Sacramento Roseville area who support it. Um, so as a comedian, I partnered with him where uh, he, we did a, a comedy show. I headlined the show at the Sacramento Punchline. Uh, and yes, there were the ticket sales, which a lot of like the Live Nation clubs, like the Punchline in San Francisco, Sacramento, Cobbs, they're really amazing. They'll give you a, a cut rate on the room rental if it's for a nonprofit. Um, but uh, you have to actually, it has, you have to have like a 501c that the check goes to. You can't just be like, yes, it's a nonprofit. It's the David Studebaker Needs More Diapers Foundation. Um, <laughs> give, it, uh, give me the, the cut rate. So, um, so, but you, so you do that. Now, based on that show, we, we packed the place. It was, you know, you probably made $2,000 in ticket sales, which is amazing. But what he did is he worked out sponsorships with, the various businesses and people who support the the um, organization and they normally will support donate but because it was a really big event that he got press i did a couple you know morning tv shows about it and we did some radio spots because he had press and they knew it was going to be packed he was able to get them to sponsor the show so he got i would say probably thirty thousand dollars worth of sponsorships off the show with different things that you would get you know they gave a lot they'd get on all the flyers and on the we'd shout out on TV and yada yada. And then they also did at the end of the show a live auction. I kind of like silent auctions. I I again I'm bad with the money stuff. I I'm always like I don't like costing for money. But um but it it's effective um and so that's a way where like you have the comedy show that you can bring but then there are people in these in like, if you go to basically any organization you really love um, and they have the apparatus to gain sponsors and to do this for an event. So you can provide them with the event. You can provide them with, with an audience and all that, and they'll help bring an audience as well. But just by bringing a good show around that, they can build out a whole fundraising apparatus. Um, and then, like, I mean, Last Chance for Animals, the, their, their yearly celebrity gala, that they bring in really – they do – I mean, that's, like, a huge operation. That is massive and, and – um, you could, uh, yeah, that's, they, they're very impressive. Um, so, but that's the way, now, what I will say, Clean Comedy Podcast with, uh, with James and Luke, um, I would recommend as a comedian, even if your heart's in the right place, if you're going to do one of these shows, you're going to want to at least work the muscle, even if you're a great, edgy, filthy comedian on most times. Typically, if you want to raise money for a good cause and people are putting money you really need to be clean 
or at least clean-ish and and not you know save all of your the the really edgy stuff that's not what you're there for like when i do these shows i'm there to for a, a reason yes i, I want to give everyone a good time but you know it's it's not the time for me to workshop you know really edgy stuff you're there to entertain and to raise money and and so having that skill which it, it is a skill it, it it takes practice and time and and there's a lot of comics where even if their material isn't dirty they'll use f-bombs as pauses so like it it's just it's built in it's just second nature or if if Sometimes if you, you know, if you're, if your first reaction to being threatened or, or someone's coming at you is to swear, or like you hit your foot and, you're, and you swear, then on stage, there's going to be things that happen where like you're, you're off. It's like emotionally stubbing your toe and you're going to, it's going to be your first reaction. So um, I would say it like, cause I, when I first started, I would swear on stage and then I was told that, Hey, you can make a lot more money and reach a lot more people if you're able to be clean. So I just went like a year where I never swore in daily life. I just didn't, I just, I would catch myself. I wouldn't do it. And, um, and, uh, and then once you stop doing it in daily life, then it's really easy on stage. Yeah, that's good advice. So where can people follow you, find out more about David Zark, about the causes that you support and the things like that? Where can they go find that information at? Well, I mean, we haven't talked about Tiger King yet. You asked me about Tiger King in the last one. Um, and, I didn't want anybody, uh, dude, because you. I was really after you said something. I was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't talk about that. She's too happy. I don't want to get in. <laughs> no, you won't get sued. I in the previous iteration of this interview, uh, James asked me if I watched. I did watch Tiger King, and again, there you go. Conflict, crazy people, awful people, driving algorithms. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, he asked if I would ever highlight, uh, yeah, Carol, Carol Baskin's place. And I said, no, I'm not rich enough to get sued by her. Um, cause she, yeah, she'll sue you for anything. Um, and I confirmed, well, I might confirm my belief that it's clear she killed her husband. Um, I don't know if she fed him to tigers. It's plausible, but, uh, but clearly I've, I, I've never seen such an obvious <laughs> murder and disappearance i mean even like the way she changed the will it was literally like in the case it, in the event that i'm murdered by my wife all my money goes to my <laughs> wife uh so um so yeah she she definitely and also if i may say the wrong thing one of those volunteers who are slavishly devoted to her if i make the wrong joke i might get just pushed into the wrong pen uh so no uh i am not uh, oh, and again, and, and we brought it up in the last one, because, you know, it, zoos are a controversial thing. And one thing that I didn't like about that is there are a lot of, you know, zoos that aren't really zoos where they're, they're treating animals horribly and it's terrible. And, but like those, the ones they showed, those aren't even zoos. Those are just like, a, they should, it's like a guy's backyard with a cage and 700 tigers in it. Uh, so, and the things that like, that, you know, um, like Doc Antle and like the, the the whole thing of using like taking the baby cubs away from the moms to go get some pictures like that's you know it, that's awful uh, and so there but there are zoos that where they do incredibly good conservation work and where the animals that are brought to them like they couldn't live out in the wild um, and so and they do work really really diligently to make sure it's a good you know a good as good a life as possible for the animals so it's a really complicated thing. Um, and there are certain animals that just aren't meant for captivity, but, uh, it, 
again, not a lot of nuance in that thing. Also, I heard that it's the same guys who the editors of that are the same editors who did the fire festival documentary. And, and that was a whole, you know, it was great. It was a, but, but the thing is very manipulative, like the, the same people who funded the fire festival documentary are the same people who funded the fire festival. So there's just, it's, it's a little, it's a little funky monkey. uh, But uh, I, I couldn't stop watching. I mean, it was, it was, and Joe exotic. I mean, really, and sadly, he was lip syncing in those. Uh, apparently, it was like a combo. Like they had, he sang, like he had a singer sing over it. But apparently, the, I listened to the directors get interviewed. Or yeah. no, like, this is the guy who did another research thing on it. And there's a band that that he got that music from. But like, I was like, man, he should have just done done country music and not, you know, abused all those tigers. He could have had a real career. So. Well, right. And dang, I'm not going to be able to alienate all those people like I did in the last one. Sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so where can people find you so that you can alienate oops, more? How about that? Oops, I didn't hit record. No, I, I did record all this that time. stuff of David. <laughs> that, that David uh, uh, we had some good stuff on that last one. I'm sorry. Uh, I, what I'm doing here is what I did in the last one. So James wanted to, wanted to get me off because he didn't want me to say anything controversial. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, and then I just kept talking and talking and talking. Uh, we had a good, some good stuff. It's okay. Uh, but uh, uh, they can find me at davidstudebaker.com, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at David Studebaker. Um, and for the David's Ark, uh, Facebook.com slash David's Ark show, no apostrophe. Um, so, David, yeah. I, David's Ark on, on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube, oh, just you can search David's Ark. My channel is, uh, if you just search David Studebaker or Studebaker Comedy, I think is the channel name. Oh, uh, but but yeah, it's all my stand-up videos, uh, David's Ark, uh, I, a lot of, all of that's on. But yeah, subscribe to the YouTube if you could, because um, apparently that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, so it's a thing. So thank you, David Studebaker, for being on here. I appreciate it. Thank you for doing another another uh, episode. Do you want to do a third one? Was that one not that great? It's <laughs> uh, really great. It's really great. So, all right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being on. And uh, guys, like, subscribe, follow. And then also like and subscribe and follow David Studebaker because he's doing a lot of good stuff with David's Ark. So thank you. Get ready for more episodes of the Comedypreneur Show where we help you turn your funny into money, including in ways that can help animals causes, whatever you're into, that's what we're here about. So thank you so much and have a good one.